As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi everyone, this is a Ruck Extra Special. We've all arrived hot foot from the media briefings and how brilliant they were uh, after Warren Gatland and his uh, co-selectors came up with the 37, not 36 names on the Lions Tour. I'm joined uh, hot foot from their laptops by Stuart Barnes, Alex Lowe and Owen Slot. Owen, can I start with you? There is no Henry Slade, there is no Mando Tulagi, there's no Carl Sinkler. No Billy Van der Polar, there's no Sam Underhill, and there's no Johnny May. But there are a heck of a lot of people who Eddie Jones doesn't pick. Is this a gigantic two fingers to Eddie Jones and the England selectors? It's hard not to. Uh, it's hard to see it any other way, actually, Jones. I mean, it, it, there, there, there are a lot of things about this squad which are really, really fascinating. But um, as uh, Jason Leonard was reading out the names today, and he went sort of through them. Uh, alphabetically uh, uh, first through the, the backs and then the forwards. And one by one, you could count off the uh, the England players that hadn't quite made it. A while back, uh, Eddie said that he was hoping to get 20 Englishmen on the Lions tour. He knows uh, what a great learning tool it is. He knows how it um, improves players and it gives them confidence where they stand in the world game. Well, he's got 11 and one of them is Sam Simmons, who he's been uh, diligently uh, rejecting for three years or so. So, um, so yeah, it's it um it wasn't 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 the greatest endorsement of Eddie's own selection uh, uh, theories. Uh, Stuart, I think we knew that um, the backs would need to be pretty big and strapping to play against the likes of De- uh, Demian Deolende and these fellas. Did we ever think that the name Bundy Aki would appear in the Lions tour party? No. I mean, when you've already got Robbie Henshaw, who's a powerhouse in theory, Bundy it just didn't cross my mind. And one of the reasons it didn't cross my mind, I don't think Bundy's been that brilliant. Uh, Bundy Aki is, is fit. Manu Tuolangi uh, is not fit. And it, it's an attempt to fight fire with fire. I understand where Warren Gatlin's coming from, but I wouldn't say that's a very good selection. Of the 37, uh, he'd be probably my 37th uh, most expected selection and my worst rated. Alex, just going, I did ask um, uh, Warren in the press conference about uh, Tuilagi, and I said, how long close did you come to, to waiting for him? And he said, very close. But in the end, he had an Achilles, and they'd be going out to play on hard grounds. Should they have waited because... This, their, their midfield combinations now look rather lightweight or not very good. 
Well, I think they should have waited. Uh, I think they should have picked him. I said this on, on the pod on Monday and, and last week. I think Tuolangi is such a talent that uh, you listen to what Sales say, and Sales say he's back this month. They anticipate him playing three regular season games, and obviously the club want them to play in the semi-finals and the final as well. So potentially five games. I think he's so important, and he's such a different player to to Bundyaki that, that they should have picked him. And then if he's not ready when the when the squad leaves, then then you replace him. Bundyaki's selection to me is the equivalent of Ben Teo from four years ago, but I don't see him getting in the Test squad. Oh, if uh, two years ago, if you'd said. Um... We were even thinking in our wildest dreams that the Lions would go to South Africa without Billy, Billy Van Apola. You would suspect that Billy must have retired injured or something. But really, it, 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 is it not a sign of how incredibly he seems his career appears to be in reverse that he's not on this trip? Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, we've been talking about um, shock selections and shock omissions and that. And the, the thing is, I, I, does anyone on this uh, on this podcast actually think that Billy's omission was a shock at all? It's, it was, for me, it was just confirmation of, of what we all really know and we've talked about for a few weeks, months now, is that he, he, he isn't the, the player that he was. I mean, that's not to say that he, he couldn't be and, and hopefully for him one day that he, he will be. When we were all doing... Uh, putting in our own squads who we would take to South Africa. I, I I argue that Gatlin should take him and should back himself to to um to bring out the best of Billy. Gatlin's obviously he knows his coaching ability better than I do. Gatlin's had a a, a long hard look at Billy and go, no, sorry, I can't do it. He's also taken a look at the balance of his pack and decided that there there are more effective power men elsewhere. And if you look at his the three the three number eights that he's picked. Uh, none of them fit that Billy mould. Falatel, Conan and Sam Simmons, it's about playing with pace, dynamism, attacking off, off the back there. And, and I suspect he'll he'll probably try and do what, what Exeter do around Simmons, which is have, have the big men elsewhere. OK, understood. Stuart, um, there, there are usually on the Great Lions tours, for instance, uh, Wales in the Welsh, around the Welsh team in 71, there's, it, it's sort of one team, one nation imposes the sort of core of it but if you look at the backs you've got random full backs you've got uh, people who can play in different positions you've got combinations who never played together before if you look at the backs as a whole uh, do, do we think there's something in there that can gel into a, a world-class test class back division it's a huge test for Gregor Townsend it looks to me at the moment as if Murray and, and Bigger would be your first choice half-backs. They play together, but they're not regular. There isn't a, a world-class combination in the centre. And I think there's question marks at, at full-back. And we've got two very bright wingers. It, it looks to me, Steve, as if the Lions are going to go hell for leather to compete with the Springboks to do what Wales did in the semi and kick a lot. I'd expect Bigger and... Murray to kick the leather off the ball. They pick chasers there. And if you look at the forwards, uh, the, the number of second row stroke back row alternatives tells me that they're just going to come out for a fight for 80 minutes. And we know about the South African so-called bomb squad. I think the Lions plan is to say, well, we've got blokes who can step into the line out, who can step into the breakdown and we can go 80 minutes. I don't think it's going to be pretty. It may be effective, uh, but there's a lot of work to do. 
Jonesy, can I can I ask you? You've been asking because you're very good at everything that you do. You've been asking very pointed questions, but they sound as if you're uh, if you don't think this this squad is uh, is what what it should be or could be, or you disapprove of it. Uh, look, I I like in South Africa, uh, and I've been there 650 times. I've never seen anyone there succeed in trying to take them on in anything but their own game. And when you get, uh, with the greatest respect to uh, two Scottish props, good God bless them, but my God, they've got to prove that they're worth it now because they've not dominated anyone yet. And now they've got to dominate the bomb squad first half and second half. You know, you've got people in, you've got people in there. There's not enough big hard lumps in there for me. There's not enough scrummages for me. Uh, too many willowy players. Uh, Alan Wynne-Jones is the only real big, hard, horrible grafter in the front five. And uh, back row, there are some people there who will not play the test matches and will become lines by playing one and a half games. What you say is really interesting, James, because you say there's not a lot of big, hard lumps in there, but you make the point, Stuart, which I agree, that he's actually filled a midfield with kind of hard lumps, isn't he? Which is yeah. where I'd like to see your, 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 your rugby players. Well, the omission of Slade, I think, is very important. Slade is one of the, the, the smartest players. Ringroth has got great footwork, but this 13 position, I think Chris Harris is going to be the Test 13. So do I. And it, it's a way of taking on New, uh, South Africa at their own game. And, and by the way, I have nothing against Harris. I think he's the most improved player in British Isles and Ireland. But I don't think you're going to beat South Africa just by nullifying them there unless all you do is play this narrow vision game of, of, of chasing non-stop. I, I, I'm concerned by it, but I, you know what? I, I really don't know, having watched the Six Nations, whether the best of Britain and Ireland actually is good enough to beat South Africa by playing another way. So they're going to try and take them on that way. Uh, Alex, um, can I ask you about two, two things, two areas? First of all, your old area of the scrummage. Are they good enough up front? Uh, and secondly, were you surprised that Sinclair has been left behind? Uh, I was massively surprised. I think that's the biggest shock omission for me. I, I know over in Ireland, they're up in arms that Johnny Sexton hasn't made it. He was always up against it, I think, particularly with Gregor Townsend on the coaching staff. And and therefore, Finn Russell um, would have had a, a big champion in, in the selection meeting. Not taking Carl Sinclair who um, is, is England's first choice tight head prop, who was on the tour four years ago and made big impacts off the bench. It is a shock to me. And to try and piece together all the things that were being said, I hear what Barnsley says about being concerned about the, um, the style of play. It's interesting that when you listen to Gregor Townsend, the attack coach, he talked a lot today about, about trying to get, about the way he wants the Lions to attack, about getting a, a Falatau or a Sam Simmons in, involved in the back play, i.e. pace, handling, footwork. And Carl Sinclair w- would offer that from, from a front-row ball-carrying perspective. And, and I, I had him, as I think everyone else, nailed on to be in the squad and a second choice to, to Tyg Furlong. I think he's, a, he's a, 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 an aggressive scrummager. Rory Sutherland will, will go out there with a having just recovered from a shoulder injury on the other side of the scrum. Uh, Mako has had proven issues against South Africa in the World Cup final. I would worry about the Lions taking them on, and I think they're they're denuded up front without someone like Carl Sinclair. 
to play for your life against the Springbok back row, would you choose, uh, would you not want Sam Underhill there, described by Sam Warburton as the greatest tackler in the game, the man who some of us gave 10 out of 10 to in the World Cup semi-final, would you not back him over, for instance, the persevering but not as, as powerful uh, Hamish Watson? I, I kind of had those those two as a bit of an either-or. I'm, I'm not so uh, clear on that. I mean, Hamish Watson was the player of the Six Nations. Uh, you have to acknowledge that. You don't become that if you're underpowered or, or, or not big enough. He didn't look lacking in power to me during the Six Nations. That said, I have phenomenal admiration for Sam Underhill as a player, so I, I would have liked them both to have been on that plane. I've seen a lot of Underhill, and there's no doubt at all that since his injury, he hasn't found his game. Bath are subbing him at 50 minutes because he's not having an impact. Miles Reed is coming on and doing more. Now, I was a huge fan of Sam Underhill a long, long, long time ago when I was working for Sky and watching him uh, shadow Justin Tipperick in the Ospreys. And I think he's a magnificent player. But in the same way, I wouldn't take Farrell or Jonathan Davis because their form has been so off for a long time. I just don't think in an area where there's uh, high-quality, open sides, you can take him. It's not justified. The train is now approaching. Junction at platform. Passengers, airport, please stay on board. Next stop, road station iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In the end, uh, I, I think we always thought, would he get the trip? We always thought, would he would he look to be reduced halfway through the Six Nations and neck and, and have to be dragged off sort of thing? But he seems to have come through pretty well. He was a little bit dodgy when he was a hologram in the uh, in the team announcement. But are we all pretty happy with Alan Wynn at least as the captain? Or would any of us gone elsewhere? I'd have gone Marrow because I think it's very important that the Lions... Uh, there's a degree of atonement for their callous ignoring of, of South Africa and its racist policies. Having said that, Warren Gatland's job isn't to worry about those issues. Warren Gatland's job is to pick the best team and the best captain. And I have absolutely no problem with Gatland's uh, uh, choice of, of, of Alan Wynne-Jones. 
He did give one hell of a boring press conference, though, didn't he? Or his, his interview on the TV. I mean, Lord, do we want people to watch rugby or do we just want them to go somewhere else? Well, it, for some reason, that went on and on. But it was a hologram. I mean, you were not your best one. You're a hologram, are you? <laughs> I tell you what, if they were all holograms, holograms, if they were all holograms, the Springboks would be able to tackle any of them, would they? They'd be able well, to go through the whole lot. Through. Alex, um, we've heard a lot from Warren today. I mean, let's just talk about... Uh, what's going to happen off the field. We might all be subjected to it. But the way that um, Warren, in, at least in the in, in one of the press conferences, they said, look, Warren, what's going to happen in the evening? He said, oh, well, we'll we're going to play cards and uh, and have games and, and, and that sort of thing. It didn't, didn't sound very exciting. What is the impression you get? Because on the one hand, only Ben Young's, for another reason, has dropped out, which means these guys are dedicated to the Lions and the concept. I have to say it, the way Warren outlined it, it didn't sound like a ball of fun off the field. Is that dangerous? It, it is dangerous, and, and it, it's about how you manage it. I think we saw with England in the Six Nations, they had the tightest uh, COVID regulations of all the countries, and 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 it worked against them. They had players who were being affected by that. Billy Vunipola spoke of being being impacted by not being able to go home and see his kid, and and, and that is something yeah. that these players have to they have to accept. And as you say, Ben Young's pulled out because his, his wife is, is pregnant with her third, with their third child. Joe Marler didn't get a letter from the Lions and he thinks that was because he pulled out of the Six Nations because he, he couldn't face being in the bubble mm. and the pressures it would have put on his family. And he also conceded that he behaved like a dick in New Zealand four years ago. And so he was never in contention. So I, I think Gatland has, has, has already taken a lot of that into, into account. He's going to need good characters, as we spoke about on Monday. He'll need some some supreme characters in the in the dirt trackers because they won't get a game for three and a half weeks, and they'll be stuck in the bubble. So there's a there's a huge responsibility on the squad to try and generate an, an environment and an atmosphere when they can't get out and and explore the country and and have a change of scenery. It'll be really really difficult. They're going to we're still waiting on the schedule, but. We think they'll have they'll have two bases. We're pretty sure one in Johannesburg and one in Cape Town, and they'll they'll have long days uh, inside a admittedly pretty plush hotel. But it will be a massive challenge to stay sharp and to stay alert and to stay energised when they're they're cooped up for so long. If behaving like a dick in New Zealand was an offence, I don't think any of us would be going to South Africa, would we? I would no, be. Well, and and maybe none of this was actually said. But you got to remember, Carl Sinclair got into a bit of bother in in New Zealand and and you just don't know whether something like that ends up sticking in the mind of the management. Barnes is making a desperate effort here, being the noted coward when expressing opinions, of telling us what he would have done with Johnny Sexton. We know that if Johnny Sexton was 93, most of Ireland would still would still want him. But is he now a little bit physically frail for this task, Stuart? I think that's the concern. If if you look at Six Nations form, which Warren Gatland tells us is the primary judge judge of selection, Sexton would be number one. He was magnificent against Scotland and England. Um, I think, Steve, subconsciously, no one can get away uh, apart from Sexton's fans in Ireland from the fact that he spends a lot of time down. He gets mm. up and he's, there's like a loop going through our minds, isn't there, of Johnny pulling himself up. And I think the fact that uh, the Lions picked their team just after the European semi and Sexton wasn't able to play in La Rochelle, I wonder whether subconsciously that was the difference between him going and not. Because I think Finn Russell is a different sort of fly half 
to Bigger and Sexton. So I think it was almost a case, if they're taking Russell, you take either or. Yes. Bigger or Sexton. Uh, and we've seen Bigger bouncing back from blows, Northampton, Leicester, playing very well. So, yeah, in, in the end, Steve, yes, I, I think there's this sense of vulnerability about Sexton. I'm sure Johnny Sexton will hate it. He's a scrapper, a competitor. And it's very hard to say he's too old for the Lions because he's no older than the captain. Jonesy, the word the coaches used, or all the coaches uh, used uh, all afternoon about Sexton was durability. They yeah. don't believe he has the durability. And, and Warren Gatlin came up with a stat that, that he hadn't played three consecutive games since 2018. And on a tour where he may be pressed into Saturday action, bench midweek action, they just had too many concerns that he wouldn't well, last, the, last the trip. That's an interesting point. Owen, um, we, we try, I just say we know Owen Farrell very well. In fact, we don't know him that, that well, but he, <laughs> um, he he could have been, say, six months ago, you think, well, he would be the fly half or the centre. He could or, be captain. He could be yeah. captain. He now appears to be in, in a, not a career retreat, but going back into the pack. And it could be, it seems to me, that he may not play anything remotely as big a, a part on this tour as he has on previous tours and the rest of his career. Do you think that's going to be a problem, sort of off the field for, for Owen and, and, and his surroundings? I think it will, it will re- reveal a, a side of him that we haven't seen before, because I, I agree with you that I get the impression of if the coaches were to uh, write down their test team now, he, wouldn't be, he certainly wouldn't be a starting 15 hmm. in the start of 15. So he, he, I think... I think if we if we if they were picking their starting fifteen now, it would have bigger at ten and Henshaw at twelve. I think he's going to have a harder time unseating Henshaw from the twelve than bigger from ten. But yeah. if those two players hit the ground running together, then then Farrell will probably be a, a perpetual um, place on on the bench because he can cover both those spots. So I think he will be in the twenty three. But but nevertheless, as you say, that will be a test of him because. He's the, he has been the kingpin and the number one all his career, wherever he's gone, really. Indeed. Guys, um, can we just have uh, just a, a minute about who, who is the selection that surprises you the most in terms of someone who's been left out? Stuart, do you want to have a go at that? Someone who's been left out, there's a lot of Englishmen. Quite a few people have been left out who we most of us had in the team. I don't quite know why we keep going on and on about the Englishman left out. England were bloody useless in the tournament. And yet mm-hmm. all we do here is talk about the Englishman left out. So I'll talk about an Englishman left out. Henry Slade, <laughs> I, I started with this and I'll go back to it. Slade is a very good defensive player, which Gatlin needs. He's got a kicking game, which is very useful. And he probably has more variety in terms of his handling and running game than even... Ring Rose, who's been left out. I, I think they missed a trick there. I, 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 I didn't expect him to get picked because we knew we could hear the vibes coming, but I still think mm. this is a, a major blunder. And I don't think there's many major blunders. I think that is one. Alex, uh, you, you've got a question mark above Lucid Prop, but who, who's the big shock um, or mission for you? Sinclair? Or is there someone else on that, on that status? Oh, well, I... I would definitely have taken Sinclair. I'm just looking through the list of of omissions that I made a note of as the squad was being announced. And going back to a, a comment about the your comment, I think about the the, the second row, I'd have taken James Ryan and I'd have mm. taken him ahead of Johnny Hill. I've not been convinced at test level by Johnny Hill yet. I know James Ryan didn't have the best Six Nations, 
but he is a fighter. He is a scrapper. I remember, he, I remember him playing for Ireland at a World Cup warm-up game against England and Ireland are collapsing all around him and he's the only one who's holding them together. He is battling all the way. And, yeah. and I, think, I think he's a player who, who they, they could have really done with in, in the engine room. Because I would have backed these coaches and backed Gatlin to to fire him up again. Alex, him, I, him, just, I just I just leave this thought with you. Sinclair, as you say, was a young buck in four years ago. Played in the Test matches as a replacement. In my opinion, he really now should be more advanced in terms of the world rankings than than, than he is. In my opinion, also, I don't think. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm only disagreeing with you about these two positions. I don't think Ryan has been remotely himself. I mean, he was. He was competitive yesterday. Um, Owen, who's your who's your most shocking omission? Well, I, I'm going to go back to the front row because you always go to Alex saying he's a front row specialist, but I'm a, I'm a front row specialist. <laughs> I, I know too. you are. I know you are. Um, you kept it quiet though. <laughs> the, the front row, Gatlin's clearly earmarked the, the the prime the prime number one or, or almost only job is for is for them to uh, to to hold their own in the scrummage. So, so why he hasn't got Keen Healy there ahead of Rory, Rory Southern? I find that baffling. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Stuart, what what did you love about what did you love about it? What do you love about this team? Maybe a position or a single player, or who are you really glad to see there? I like the capacity to have second rows, stroke back rowers going eighty minutes against them, and um, on that, it's in, I think this is important because Alan Wynne Jones cannot go the 80 minutes as he does for Wales. He's going to be 55 and off. And yeah. it could well be that that will be the case with Mario Otojo because these blokes, against South Africa, you have to give them absolutely everything against the box. And we didn't work that out in the World Cup. They've got it now. And, and that's interesting. And the men who are there to cover, I think, are fascinating. Courtney Laws has been out for a lot of this season, injured. Tremendous Lions tour in... New Zealand, wonderful athlete, great line-out presence. He and Ty Byrne, who can play second row and back row, could yet have massive roles coming off the bench at about the 50-minute mark. The interesting thing about Courtney is that he he was one of those who was not featured in the original long list on the Mm. Lions, from the Lions coaches. He did not receive one of those emails. And Mm. I, I think his name came into the conversation in yesterday's selection meeting when the Lions increased their squad from 36 to 37 because they, needed an, they needed an extra man in the second row, back row. Okay, so you, you lo- who do you love in there, Alex? And then we'll come on to uh, Owen well, to wrap up. I, well, in, in Monday's pod, I, I said I'd have had Elliot Daly in my squad. I think the most interest, one of the most interesting selections for me is that he's been picked as an outside centre not as a full-back or a versatile, as a versatile player. Gregor Townsend confirmed he's been picked as an outside centre. So mm. to, to go back to where we started this conversation, that Eddie wanted 20 England players, he's got 11, one of whom he doesn't pick, and one of whom has been picked in a position that he never plays for England. And yet and yet we all know that, that there's a great potential for him for that to be his, his best position. Owen, what do you love about it? I, I like the selection anyway, but I'm uh, having heard that the coaches talk about it. 
I'm far more excited about Sam Simmons being selected than I even was before because yeah. they, di- they didn't just say, oh, he's been a bit hard done by by England and, and we can see how good he was. They, they were in raptures about the possibilities they saw for him and the potential they saw, saw for him and, and um, th- th- what extra he could bring and, 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 and where they started to talk about where they would play him and how he, where he would appear on the field. And they, 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 they started making you think, well... Unfortunately, started making you think. Well, what, what if he was playing for England? He could really do quite a lot of damage. But, but to see him on the hard fields of South Africa, it, 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 it really whetted the appetite for me. For, for me, uh, I'll just add, I'll just give my own uh, joyous selections. I, I just think that uh, again, this is slightly anti uh, the England uh, way of doing things. But I think Anthony Watson pl- playing at fullback or at least having the ball has become a totally different player when he's not in the strictures of the England team. I think he could come back a glorious player. And I think the big battle for selection is between Liam Williams, who I think is the best player in the air the game has seen. I think those two are going to have a fantastic battle. I wouldn't have taken Stuart Hogg simply because uh, Faf de Klerk is there and you can't have a guy who's so small and not particularly rapid underneath the high ball. Uh, Faf selection would definitely be, be Stuart at fullback. Can you they not can... play Liam Williams and Anthony Watson? I had them in my starting you 15. Can, but I, w- I wouldn't, but you can. I wouldn't. But you, you, I mean, I just think Watson is, is, is a waste out on the wing. But there we go. And uh, before we go, can they win, Stuart? Can the Lions come back victorious? Are they favourites or are the box a big green monster that we're not going to disturb? South Africa have not played together for a long time. That is a massive factor. They don't get their home crowds. That is a massive factor. It's going to be very close, I think. The Lions can win. They, in terms, if I was a bookmaker, I'd make the, I'd make it fairly close at the moment because South Africa's preparation is non-existent. You're not a bookmaker, but you know a lot of people who are bookmakers. <laughs> I do, Stephen, and I think time spend time thinking about it. In the markets, if the Lions should be very close to being almost evens with South Africa. Owen Slot, can they win? I think they can, but I tell you, what my overriding takeaway feeling that I've got from today and seeing the squad and, and hearing about it is, is contrary to what I said about Sam Simmons, overall I'm sort of thinking about how that's not such a brilliant squad and how there are areas that don't convince me. I mean, Barnsley talked about the, the centre combination and mm. I don't I don't feel like you've got a couple of real sort of royal um, lions sort of there. When you think of all the great centre partnerships of the past, it just doesn't quite convince me. I don't look at that front row and go, uh, God, they're really going to be able to go toe-to-toe with the box. So they, they could win. Everything Stuart said is right, um, but uh, I, I certainly have my misgivings. Alex, from your front row expert expertise, can they win? <laughs> can they win? Yes, but I, I would still say they're up against it. I'd agree with everything that's been said. I think I think that the very concept puts them up against it. I know the box haven't played since the World Cup final, but they, they're still the world champions and the Lions have got to come together from, from all different styles of play. It, it's The very concept makes it a challenge, but it's also the beauty of it. Can they win? Yes. Uh, but it will be. It's it's pretty pretty hard to 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 make a call between the two at the moment because because neither neither team has 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 featured on the field. 
you make it, uh, you use the word, the beauty of it. Um, that's one thing I picked up from today, the sheer excitement of people, even the hard old hacks and uh, the people they're interviewing on uh, the television, uh, the, the X-Lions, etc. There's a sense of great excitement. I still think the Lions are the greatest thing. There is a beauty about it. Uh, this team is not guaranteed in, in many departments, but who knows? Teams have come together before. And when you put that old red jersey on, well, uh, you never know. Thank you for listening to this Ruck special. We'll be back on Monday. We've been right through lockdown, right through the Six Nations. We'll be going right through the Lions Tour. Please stay with us. Thanks to Stuart. Thanks to Alex. And thanks to Owen. Thanks to producer Mike. See you Monday. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.